0: Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be a voice inside you saying you can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm a confidence coach, an ulcerative colitis warrior, Star Wars nerd, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. It's okay to be scared. It anyway. Hey fearless friends, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm doing a solo cast today and I'm going to do things a little bit differently because I think there's a lot going on in the world and... I haven't really talked about it because I've had some amazing guests on and I, I think it took me a little while to sit with it and to figure out what's going on. And also, um, I'm hoping that Piper cooperates because she is sitting in my lap for this podcast. So I'm not sure if she's going to get restless, start barking or like parring at me. Hopefully she doesn't, but, you know, it's real life. So with everything going on in the world... I don't know about you, but I don't know how to feel like every other minute. And I know for me, um, I hate the news. I hate watching the news. I never watch the news. Quite frankly, I don't even have cable. Um, so I get a lot of my news through Apple News or, you know, things that are being posted on Facebook, although I have to take some of that with a grain of salt depending on the source. But there's a lot going on and so many people have different opinions and it's just a lot to process. And, you know, we're all we're all in this together. And I want to stress that this isn't going to last forever. Um, I know that there's so many people and, you know, I think what's really troubling is there's a lot of bitching and complaining about having to stay at home. I just finished with podcast. I'm pretty isolated. It's just to me to and Piper. I live alone. I dropped. I'm not really seeing people. With, um, I'm definitely talking on the phone boudoir, with my friends. I'm checking in with Michelle people, Ashley, making sure and you're doing okay. Is amazing, but as lovely as um, amazing Piper episode, is, she's not really conversationalist. Our conversations um, are it's pretty all one-sided. About, you know how she um, became a boudoir photographer. And I would also like to add that generally speaking, I don't mind staying at home doing my thing. I'm of the unpopular opinion where I'm not bored. I mean, obviously, I don't have children that are demanding attention and all of this stuff, unless you count Piper right now, who keeps headbutting me to pet her. So, I guess I'm going to pet hey, her friends. this whole podcast. I just finished recording um, a podcast, and I now realize crap, I lost I my train of, of thought already. that I dropped one on Wednesday. Oh, boy. All right. Um, or if I did, I don't oh, yeah. remember. So, so I'm sort of the unpopular opinion anyway, I'm really I not born um, Later on in the conversation, I'm going to give you Ashley. some of the things um, that I um, Michelle Ashley photographer that maybe you guys can do She is a boudoir photographer And... But but I stood not. Down for her and she I took my pictures one of those and they were people that can it was work such from an home. And I say that so I'm lucky so because I am very, very grateful right now that conversation I have a shot. And I think this goes is, is, um, this is, is, to two ways. You've got the people out there that to are bitching, she got that they have to go to work, which if you're in the healthcare field and you're around people all the time, go listen. You know what? You should be doing a fair amount of bitching and hopefully you take as precautions as you can. And I think anyone and everyone that has to be doing that talk about um, what's going on. And then you have the world, you know the other end where people are I bitching up with that with great list you know, they're you stuck at home. And do. I just sit on the grateful side where I am super grateful that I have a job. I am considered an essential employee. My day job, for those of you who don't know, I am a case manager for the elderly. So my job is I would like to think pretty secure. <laughs> um you know, I guess you never know, but right now I have to just be grateful that I'm able to work from home and I can work with a dog in my lap and I am safe. And I'm also grateful to everybody out there that has to go there. Um, having said that, a lot of people are without jobs right now and my heart breaks for them. And, you know, I tried to support some of my local businesses, you know, buying some gift cards. I'm a little weary on the takeout thing just because of, you know, germs. Um, but I did read when I was researching for coming on to this podcast today, three million people filed for unemployment. That's so much. And I just... I feel bad and I've tried to, I needed to, for my own personal sanity, I sort of needed to not take a break from social media, I still go on um, because I enjoy being on Insta and Facebook, um, and interacting with people, but I'm, I'm having a hard time with a lot of the negative posts that's happening right now. So I've had to take, you know, some breaks when we were really in the thick of it. And the thing is, things are changing from minute to minute. And I'll honestly say when the toilet paper thing, Okay, I have bathroom anxiety, and I used to think that it was really severe, debilitating bathroom anxiety, and there have been times where, yes, it has, and in general, I've had the type of anxiety that is completely debilitating, and I don't know how to move, and this whole um, pandemic, is that the right word? Sure, that's what I'm going to use, this whole virus, this whole garbage that's happening, um... I didn't know how to feel, and I all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago when they were telling me I wasn't going to be able to leave my house for at least two weeks, I sort Uh, of panicked, and I was out there, and I think part of what panicked me is is I I had like like – I think three or four rolls of toilet paper left, and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to have any. What am I going to do? And I remember I texted my mom, and I was like, look, I'm not panicking quite yet, although I was. I was like, but if you find toilet paper, can you please buy me some? And lucky for me, she found some, because this is two weeks of being quarantined later, and I had to go out yesterday for some supplies after not leaving the house for two weeks, and Holy shit, there still isn't toilet paper. And I'm like, thank God my mom helped me because I only had one roll left of that original three or four I just talked about. So, I mean, that just felt really stressful. And then the other thing I was thinking is, how much food do I need to not leave the house for two weeks? And... I can't even tell you I impulse bought things, but I was concerned that I was going to like run out of meat. I was never concerned I was going to run out of snacks. Um, when you go to the grocery store, you can buy a shit ton of like snacks and stuff like that, and that will all be there. It's really just toilet paper now. Um, but I'm happy to report that when this all happened about two weeks ago or so, when they said that we were going to have to stay in our houses till at least April 7th, which I'm recording this on Friday, it's April 3rd, um, I did buy enough for two whole weeks to be home, and actually I had more than that. Um, I think I started this quarantine with like nine bag of, bags of snacks. And ironically, I still have seven. And I know that everybody's talking about, um, oh, do I just contact my 600-pound life when this is over? That's not a problem that I'm having right now because I don't want to be the person that's sitting here and eating all the snacks and then feeling bad about myself. So I think I did really well on the eating part because I'm normally an anxiety binge eater where I get stressed out and I eat all the food and then I feel like garbage about it and I've made it no secret that I have body image issues and I don't want to do that right now. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm like everybody else. I don't know how to feel, but I wanted to come on here and try to be helpful and by doing that, I've made some lists of some of my favorite things that maybe you guys want to hear about. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Um, you're listening, so you probably do. Um, but I also wanted to start with, if you are listening right now and you are somebody that has lost your job and you're finding yourself without income, um, I wanted to share some things. So one of the first things I wanted to share is I was... Um, listening to, I think, NPR. Yeah, that was a first. I was in my car today listening to NPR. Um, and I also heard it on somebody else's podcast. I don't remember which one. But the unitedway.org is trying to help people as best they can. So if you find yourself um, without a paycheck, reach out to them and see if there's anything they can do. Um, And something else that I watched today, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey. I don't really think I've really touched upon um, getting myself out of credit card debt twice, but um, Dave Ramsey is a money manager and... Hold on, I think... Oh, I thought I thought I lost you guys for a second. I'm sorry. Actually, I don't know if he's a specific money manager, but he's a financial advisor. And if you're not familiar with him, Google him and Google the blogger video, What to Do If You're Out of Work Due to Coronavirus. And I'm actually going to highlight it right now because he helped me a lot when I was trying to get out of credit card debt and save for my house. And, you know, I could... I could be mean to myself and be like, how could you get into credit card debt twice? But I did... But I pulled myself out twice. And that second time, it was like, okay, we're not doing this again. And one of the biggest things Dave Ramsey taught me is um you need to know where your money's going. And I think a lot of people out there, this isn't a finance talk, but I think a lot of us out there don't really know where our money's going. I talk to random people all the time and they'll be like, oh, I want to save for a house. Great, what are you doing to get to that goal? And they're like, oh, I don't know. So it's just, you know, it's like, you're just talking if you're saying, like, this is my goal and you're not doing anything. And you guys know me. I'm a goal-oriented person. Um, I'm going to go into a couple of the goals I set for myself um this month in a couple of minutes. But basically, Dave Ramsey helps you, you know, create budgets, get out of debt, all of that good stuff. So here's what he had to say if you're out of work. The number one thing you need to do is budget. Now, if you're a person that lives paycheck to paycheck, and let me tell you, I have been there. I lived paycheck to paycheck. I'm 38 years old. I think I lived paycheck to paycheck till I was about 35. So I can tell you I've been there. I understand it. But maybe it's time to look at your budget and what you can afford and lot for certain things. Um, one of the things that I did was I had to stop shopping. I had to stop shopping and I had to cut takeout. And I also cut out Dunkin' Donuts um, and buying coffee all the time because when it boiled down to it, that was going to save me a couple hundred dollars a month. Easy, boom, right out of the bat. So first thing you can do right now, he says, is budget. And by the way, the list I'm giving you right now this is Dave Ramsey's list. This is not Jackie Robbins' list. My lists are coming later. Um, the second thing he says is, take care of your four walls first in terms of bills. That means your food, utilities, your shelter, and your transportation. Now, you're probably like, well, what if I don't have money to do that? Totally understand. And food needs to come first. The number three thing is, Maybe you try to pause your debt. I know a lot of companies, if you call, and by the way, I did read that you need to specifically say, due to coronavirus, I need some help on my bills and they will help you, but you're able to defer on your mortgage for a couple of months. Um, the electric and gas companies will not be shutting things off, to my knowledge, Um But what sucks about that is you're still going to have to pay it. You just don't have to do it right now. Um, So just keep that in mind. But maybe you can go on a budget plan. So instead of getting your bills and ignoring them, you know, something I've definitely done in the past, call the companies. You might have to stay on hold for a little while, but it's going to be better than going to collections, ruining your credit score or anything like that. So just be in contact with the companies and be like, look, this is what I can pay this month. Um, or see if they'll work with you because it's a lot, like I said, you have to mention, um, coronavirus or like COVID-19, what have you to help them help you, but they will. So pause your debt. Um, the fourth thing is is there anything you can try to sell? I'm not saying like, I don't know, sell your firstborn <laughs> um, or like go around your house and sell everything you have, but are there some items that are just kicking around that maybe you could sell here and there um, that people would want? You know, just just throwing it out there. Um Next, he mentions if you're out of work, maybe try to get a temporary job. And I know Amazon and Postmates are both hiring and they're like urgently hiring right now um, for while this is going on. If that's something you're able to do, awesome. The six things he says is look for things to cut. And to me, I interpreted that as if you're a person that really doesn't know where your money goes... Maybe you take out a billing statement for March or even February and look at some of the things on it. Do you have a subscription that you don't use anymore? So, short story. I had a subscription to Fabletics. What happens is if you don't skip the month, they charge you, I think it's $49.95. And every month, I had to remember to skip if I didn't want something. And finally, this week, I was like, you know what? I just need to cancel this because I think it will be easier. Um, and I called and canceled it. And I I had the subscription for like a year. I think I accidentally got charged um, on a month that I considered skipping like twice. But is there a subscription that keeps coming out that maybe you're not using? And be honest with yourself. Um, so I actually just canceled that and I was okay because that takes one more thing off your plate. Also, if you're somebody who has cable, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, I can't think of any other ones. Maybe you can cut. Like where are you really watching TV? So I'm a person... I don't have cable. I mentioned that earlier. I share Hulu with a friend. I share Netflix with a friend. And then I pay for Disney and share that with somebody. So, oh God, is saying that going to get me in trouble? No, probably not. Okay, well, hopefully none of those streaming networks listen to my show. (laughs) Oh, I'm so goofy. Um, So, is there something you can do there? Like, hey, if you get Netflix... I'll get Hulu or whatever. Or maybe there's just one that you don't even freaking watch. You know, like maybe you have a... You know, maybe you have Hulu and you're, you'd are you never watch it. It's time to cancel. So those are just a couple of ways to try to, you know, cut. Um, and also, like I said, are you signed up for a subscription? Um, I used to love getting subscription boxes. I did single swag for a while and I loved it. And then I realized... It was just, I was spending $40 a month to send myself a present and (laughs) and I was like, okay, you don't actually need all this stuff and $40 is $40 that could be used for something else. So I ended up canceling it and I know those subscriptions are so fun, but you need to decide right now and even if you haven't lost your job, let's say you're listening right now and you're still able to work and go from home, now really is a good time to reevaluate See where your finances are. Make sure everything is, you know, good and then take it from there. And then the last thing he recommends is to connect with your local churches or your local community groups for support. Maybe there's a food pantry that can help. Um, you know, maybe there's clothing drives or, you know, what have you, or just like support groups in general. So check those out. So those are some things that Dave Ramsey recommends. And I just wanted to share them because I probably would have come up with a couple of them. I definitely would have told you guys to, you know, budget and, you know, look for ways to cut because I've done stuff like that before um, and hopefully you found that helpful. But I do really think that right now is a great time in general to just be reevaluating what's going on. Are there areas in your life maybe you want to look at and try to make better? You know, this is a great time for some reflection. And in a second, I'm going to talk about, you know, things to do when you're feeling bored um, that don't include eating. <laughs> don't include eating, guys. Um, I know I'm making a joke about it because that's... That's my defense mechanism. You know, if you're laughing, you can't be crying. And I'm telling you, it really is kind of tough sometimes when I'm sitting by myself and just thinking, wow, okay, it's just me. This is how it is. And, you know, you just, I don't know, it's, I can't describe it because there are just moments where I just wish I wasn't alone. And then there are other moments where I'm like, this isn't so bad. I read seven books last month. You know, this isn't so bad. I have Piper. My house is freakishly clean. Um But it is, it, it's hard from one minute to another. And I'm sure I'll get off this and be like, "Ooh, kind of sad again. Um But it's all different. But I wanted to give you guys some fun things to do um that i think are fun anyway or like some ideas because i want to keep this light and not super dark um but i really feel like one of the first things you need to do is revaluate things and definitely look at that budget and you know look around and be like and maybe just ask yourself am i living my best life because maybe we come out of this stronger maybe we come out of this with new hopes and ideals you know Maybe we don't look at this as a tragedy of having to stay home and we utilize this time to fucking crush it because I want to crush it. So here are some fun things that I came up with that, you know, goes in line with the social distancing. The number one thing being move your body nobody, well, I don't think they're telling us we can't go outside into parks and stuff like that. And I can tell you right now, I've been running the whole time and I go down to my local park and I run around and people are keeping the social distance. So as long as you're doing the right thing and you're not, you know, holding hands or making out on a park bench or, you know, with these groups of people that are super close together, you're going to be fine. But get out there and move your body. There are so many streaming networks where, and even YouTube, you can and just stream a workout I've been working out at home for years I do teach Zumba but I've been working out at home and honestly I never skip a beat on my workouts, but I wanted to kick it up a notch because I find that now that I'm working at home, I seem to be sitting more and I don't want to fall into the vortex of sitting on my ass and only watching TV. So I'm just going to share with you guys my April goals and when May comes around, I'll let you know how I did. So one of my goals for May was, it was originally going to be a mile a day, but I got to be honest. It's... Rainy as fuck right now, it's super windy, and it's kind of cold, and it's really hard to just get out there and even run the mile because I can't run fast, I don't like squishy feet, I don't want to be cold and miserable, so I tweaked that goal three days later. Um, and I'm going to run 30 miles in April and that feels great. I can do that. And a lot of times I will do the mile a day, but you know, I didn't want to deprive myself of giving myself a rest day if my body needed it. And I just felt like it would be a fun goal. Also side note, I reignited my love for running last week because I did a virtual running retreat and stay tuned because the woman who ran it is going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. It was an amazing experience and I got out there and I ran and I just remember, here's the thing with running, running is hard. (laughs) I tell you guys this all the time, running is hard, but you get lost in the running because it's hard and you won't be thinking about all the bullshit that's going on. And I'll tell you what, when you hit that runner's high, it's just going to keep you going all day and it's going to give you so much energy. So I'm not saying go go start running right now, but move your body. Um, the other thing I gave myself as a goal is 30 burpees five days a week. I did five days a week because burpees kind of suck. And I thought if I gave myself the weekend off, but I'm doing a Spartan in the fall. And according to Spartan law, um, if you can't do one of the obstacle courses, I think you have to do 30 burpees and might even be 50. I'm not sure. I'm starting at 30 for April. I think I'll pump it up in May. Um, so I did that. And also another goal that I made was I wanted to practice, um, my handstands, my yoga handstands. So I've been doing that. And I also added, um, meditation and that's also something that you can do if you're feeling super anxious and you know you don't know what to do there are so many great guided meditations on um youtube i use them all the time basically i write in 10 minute guided meditation to ease anxiety for positivity for love whatever it may be and then i just will listen to it and i think it just helps me try to clear my mind. Um, it doesn't always work. I find my mind wandering and fun fact, there's no wrong way to meditate. Um, okay. What are some other fun things for you guys to do? Go out and do the yard work. If you have a dog Piper, um, walk your dog, Walk them, like, 17 times a day. It's okay. I took Piper on, like, three walks the other day, and she was loving it. Because three walks means three treats. Um, Clean all the things. So I joked that my house is freakishly clean. Although, yes, my house is actually clean on a regular basis. I did all the things that maybe I wouldn't be doing if I was, you know, actually going to work and driving around. Like I reorganized cabinets, I went through a bunch of things. You know, I've only been in this house less than a year. I don't have a lot of stuff that's just accumulated from when I moved in, but I still managed three bags of donation stuff. I went through all my clothes. If they didn't spark joy, as Marie Kondo says, and I didn't put them on and feel amazeballs in them, peace out. Because I want to feel amazing in my clothing. Also, side note, last week when I did this, this is hilarious, I put on one of my gowns that I had, did my hair and makeup, and danced around Um, so you know what? Maybe we're doing weird shit and that's okay. Um, I think some of the weird shit that we're doing is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I had a dance party in a gown by myself and I make no apologies about it. It was fun and I don't care. Um, and I love the dance party. You know, that's another thing you can do. Throw a dance party, play games with your kids, purge all the stuff, do an art project. Um, there are so many things for you guys to do. Um, one of my favorite things to do is read a book. I read a ton. So I thought it would be fun to give you guys my top five favorite books obviously. I'm just going to give you all the information you can. So hopefully you're not bored and you send me messages and tell me all the cool things that you did. Cause I want to hear about it. Like, tell me what you did. Did you have a dance party and a dress? Did you read 17 books? Like, tell me what you're doing guys. Tell me how you're getting through this. We are in this together. All right. Five favorite books in the number five spot. Fail until you don't buy Bobby Bones. I love Bobby Bones, if you're not familiar with him. He is a morning show talk show host out of Nashville, and he won Dancing with the Stars. And this guy came from, I don't know, some town in Arkansas, population like 5,000, and somehow he made it to... Being a nationally syndicated radio talk show host, he mentors on American Idol and he fucking won Dancing with the Stars. Not because he was the best dancer, but because he was the most determined and he puts his all into everything he does. I loved his story. Kind of a self-help book, but not always. Um, not totally because it is based on his life and his motto is fight, grind, repeat. And guys, right now, we're fighting. So I loved that book if you're looking for a cool biography and something that's really motivational. Um, in the number four spot, and this is interesting because I just recently discovered how much I love this author. Her name is Christina Lauren, and she writes Modern Romances. Yes, kind of my guilty pleasure. I love Modern Romance right now. Um, but Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating is fantastic. It is, I mean... I love it when a book can make me laugh out loud, and her books make me laugh out loud. And of course, like it's modern romance. It's not like that bodice-ripping bullshit that we used to have years ago. I'm sure people still have that. That doesn't do it for me, but modern romance does, and it makes me still have a glimmer of hope that mine is still out there. In the number three spot by Chanel Cleeton, um, she wrote two books, When We Left Cuba and Next Year in Havana. I am a big fan of historical fiction as well. Historical fiction is one of my favorite things to read. And this was set in 1950s Cuba and what was going on with Castro. And it was from like the 50s and what was happening now, um, present day with the characters or actually descendants of the characters. But it was a beautiful, beautiful book, both of them and I think next year in Havana was actually a Reese Witherspoon book club pick a couple of years ago. Fantastic. In the number two spot, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Oh my god, you guys, I could not put this book down. The answer is Evelyn Hugo is like this woman who makes it to fame and fortune. Yes, she does have seven husbands. They talk about like the love, sex, scandal, all of the things. And I don't even know what to say about this book. Just go read it because it's amazing. And then in my number one spot, my favorite book of all time right now is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owen. This was also another Reese Witherspoon book club pick a couple years ago, and it's about this little girl. They call her the Marsh Girl. She lives in a marsh. I think it's set in like the 50s or the 60s. I can't remember, but her family leaves her, and she has to figure out how to fend for herself in the marsh, and everybody thinks she's weird and an idiot, and this girl is anything but an idiot. Her name is Kaya. I This book was so beautifully written and there's a couple of twists in it and then in the end you're just like holy shit like it's just it's beautiful so those are my top five favorite books and of course the obvious thing to do when you're quarantining is to watch tv right (laughs) how much tv have we watched um I have tried really hard not to throw myself down the rabbit hole. If you guys don't know, and actually I took this, it's literally a page from Bobby Bones book, Fail Until You Don't. But I remember him writing about how he would fall down like the Netflix rabbit hole. And in order to stop himself from doing that, he started, he told himself, okay, for whatever chapter you read, you can watch a show. So that's usually how I do it. Um, but it's hard. When you're home and you can't go out and, you know, you have all this time on your hands, but I'm still trying to adhere to that. I actually read probably more than I watch TV if you're basing it on chapters. So I try to, you know, watch a show, read a few chapters or do something like that. But I wanted to give you my three favorite TV shows that are totally bingeable and my top five movie marathons. All right. My top three favorite shows in the number three spot is Alias. I have the biggest girl crush on Jennifer Garner. She is amazing. It's five seasons. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I'm not sure where you can stream it, so I'm just going to apologize, but I can't take it back. It's still in my top three favorite shows. It's great. She's a double agent for the CIA, like the missions, the operatives. It just makes me feel like a badass, and I'm not joking. When this show first aired, because um, it's a few years back now, I actually went on the CIA website. <laughs> to see what it would take to become an operative. And I don't remember what I read about it, but I was like, no, no, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Also, I'm not sure you can be a CIA agent if you have tattoos. I might be wrong. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, sometimes I go down the rabbit hole like everybody else. Um, in the number two spot, Supernatural. Oh, you guys. Sam and Dean Winchester. Now, if you are going to watch this show, please know that it is 14 seasons, so it's going to take you more than a month of quarantine, but this show never gets old for me. I'm actually re-binging it right now, um, and I have been for probably like nine months. I'm on season seven. I started it over the summer as like a, if there's nothing that's exciting me right now, I'm just going to go back to it. It's my always like go back to show. And it's about two guys who are hunters and they hunt the supernatural and I love it. And I'm not going to lie. Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki, they're beautiful. They are just gorgeous specimens of men. And I like looking at them. Yes, I will say that. Um, Oh, side note in alias, um, Bradley Cooper's in it. Just saying. Um, okay. And my number one favorite show, also a show that I have on rotation to constantly binge is parks and rec. Leslie. Nope. Is legit. My spirit animal. Um, I think that we would be very best friends. She's a little bit more intense than I am. Um, but I love waffles. I love my friends fiercely and I'm very passionate about most causes and I'm like the Energizer bunny and I just, I think Parks and Rec is just hilarious. It's one of those shows where when I'm watching it, I'm laughing out loud, even though I've seen it like four times over, I'm laughing every single time and I didn't watch it when it first came on um, I actually thought it looked wicked stupid, so I watched it later when it was, um, I think it was already off the air, actually. I don't remember, but yeah, Parks and Rec. So those are my top three favorite shows, and wow, I've been actually talking for a little while. Um, hopefully I'm super helpful with all the lists that I'm giving you. I feel like I just have a, a list of lists of lists to give you guys, but I want to end it with... My top five movie marathons. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm going to do all of my top five because there's movies that I haven't seen in a long time. So, I recently re-watched all the Matrix movies and that was fun. And don't judge me for this one, but I'd really like to see Twilight again because I've only seen them once. And I like vampires and werewolves. Alright, so... Here are my top five movie marathons that I have probably done multiple times in my life. Like if it was going to make this list, I've movie marathoned them at least four to five times and it's possible that it'll happen in the next month of quarantine. So in the number five spot with my boyfriend, Elijah Wood, (laughs) Lord of the Rings, oh, Lord of the Rings. I just love them. I remember reading these books when I was a kid. My dad gave them to me. I thought they were so awesome. And, I mean, I've had a crush on Elijah Wood since I was 11. So that one's win-win. Little bit of a commitment because they're two and a half, three hours long. But what else are we doing? In the number four spot, with another one of my boyfriends, Harrison Ford, I don't care how old he is, I will still give him the time of day, Indiana Jones. Oh, I can't, I've watched these so many times, although I will say when I movie marathon them up until a couple years ago, because I'm going to actually do this one during quarantine, the Temple of Doom scared the shit out of me as a kid, the whole pulling out of the heart thing, and then Indy having to do you know, oh God, I hope I'm not spoiling. Well, whatever. They've been out since the 80s. Um, and then Indy drinking the blood and then he's under the spell. Oh my God. The whole thing freaked me out as a kid that I refused to watch the Temple of Doom until about, I would say three years ago. And then I gave it another chance and I thought to myself, okay, this isn't so bad. But I remember my parents. They were upstairs in our house the first time I watched it, and I was downstairs. And when that ripping of the heart scene came on, my mother was like oh God, <laughs> we need to go get Jacqueline. She's going to be freaked out. And I think they did come down to check on me to make sure I was okay. Um, but I remember hiding behind the couch and trying to figure out when it was over um, because it freaked me out. And it it took me until my 30s. So it took me almost 30 years probably to watch it again. Uh, fun fact. Um In the number three spot, Harry Potter. I've read the books. I've seen the movies. I recently had a Harry Potter movie marathon within the last year with my niece. I mean, this is another commitment. Like, this is, I think, eight movies? I don't remember. Seven or eight movies. So, I mean, you could be watching two to three movies a day. <laughs> you know, it really just depends on how much you want to sit on the couch. But I want to encourage you to get up and move in the middle of them. Um, in the number two spot. Back to the Future. I'm even going to say it. I do like the third one. I know it's super cheesy. It's westerny. It's weird. But I love it. And I think Michael J. Fox is fantastic. And Back to the Future is awesome. I love it. And fun fact, in Back to the Future Part 2, the scene where he's at the 80s cafe and the kids are trying to get the video game to work. Yep, that's little Elijah Wood. I think he's like 11. Um... I am full of fun facts, by the way, about movies. Actually, I could probably do a whole podcast on random movies, but that's not why I'm here. I am here to help you become more fearless in your life. And I think that by taking your finances into your hand, your own hands and, you know, moving through this is a pretty fearless act. All right. In the number one spot, and I feel like you guys already know what I'm going to say because I say it in my introduction, Star Wars. I have a Star Wars movie marathon every weekend. I have already planned what weekend I am going to do. I am going to do it in two weeks because we have a Monday holiday anyway. And if you're going to watch ten movies, because yes, I'll add in Rogue One, um you need like four days to do that. Um I won't go into how I feel about the prequels except for that Jar Jar sucks and the second one I don't love because... I just think it's so gross with the whole love story of Anakin and Padme. That's just not a Star Wars feel for me. All right, I can't get... I'm sorry, I can't get to go down this rabbit hole right now. But I love Star Wars. If you've never seen Star Wars, you can stream it on Disney+, Plus, which is amazing. I obviously own them. But those were my favorite movie marathons, so I wanted to do that. But I do want to end this cast by telling you guys that... This isn't going to last forever. We are in this together. Right now, it feels like the most fearless thing you can do is to do what they're telling you to do. Stay home. Stay put. If you have to go out, take the precautions. Um, wear the mask. You know, don't practice social distancing. Just do what you need to do. Because right now, for me, I feel like going out in public is pretty fucking fearless. Um so I hope that anything that I said today was helpful. I hope you liked my list. I really like lists. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to come on here and do this podcast this week for you as a solo cast and tell you that I'm thinking of you all. I'm giving you all a virtual hug. Thank you so much for listening. If this podcast was helpful to you, please share it with your friends. Leave me a five-star review. It would mean the world to me. And as always... Be scared, do it anyway.